0: There's five stages to death, right? You're, the first is denial. The last one is acceptance. I pretty much went from denial straight to straight to acceptance. I, I, looked, I was like, you, I was like, are you kidding me? I got stabbed again because this is only six weeks after the terrorist attack, right? So very close together. Uh, and I just go, okay, I'm gonna die. Uh, so pretty much right when that happens, uh, we became international heroes overnight. Our life totally changed, you know, like I'm sitting in the hospital and the U.S. embassy people got there and the first thing he says to me, is, says, hey, you better get ready. The president's calling you in like 10 minutes. And I was like, what? Like, you know, I didn't realize it was that big of a deal. Like I knew it was a big deal, but I was like, is it really that big of a deal? The president's going to call me? And, uh, so that, you know, we're, we're all of a sudden on this, like, big military uh, kind of, like, tour, going on all the talk shows. I went on Jimmy Kimmel's show. He gave me a Camaro. Uh, you know, like, so we're just, like, dude, like, the craziest a things are happening. Jimmy's giving cars away. We can't see this guy. We exactly, like right? got get on the show, man. Holy <laughs> shit. He never
1: gave me a damn car. Fucking <laughs> okay, Jimmy.
0: He's a good guy. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, was I always give my friend Anthony shit because he chose to go on the Jimmy Fallon show oh, and he man. gave him ugg slippers? And I was like, you got, uh, I was like, you, you got slippers. I got a Camaro, yeah, baby. For real. I, I he chose played. the right he Jimmy. Got <laughs> Yeah, he got played, man. But so so right, we go on this big tour, right? And it's kind of like, okay, back to reality. I go back to my normal life. That was fun, but it's over. Uh, and I go back to Sacramento, and I decided to take a few days off. Uh, to hang out with some of my friends in SAC. I hadn't seen them in a while, so I wanted to go out with them, you know, go drinking and stuff. And so we go out to a club, and it's me, like three girls I've known since I was like 16 years old, and another guy that I had just met. He's like a new boyfriend of one of the girls I was with. Long story short, We're at the club. One of the girls starts throwing up, so it's like, all right. I was like, all right, we're getting out of here. This is over. This is a shit show. So uh, we're we're outside at this point. She's on the sidewalk. We're just kind of like making sure she's all right. Uh, And then the dude, the other guy that was there, says, all right, I'm gonna go grab the car. And you, I was like, all right, cool. I'll wait here with them. See you in five minutes. Uh, He goes to get the car. And then five guys and a, and a couple of other girls walked by and uh, a few of them ended up being a part of this Asian gang called Hop Sing uh, and they ran out of San Francisco uh-huh. and uh, they, they take out their phone, like their Snapchat and they start recording her like as she's like dry heaving on the sidewalk. So I was just like, hey man, like what are you, you know, just being the only guy there, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get out of here. And uh, then that, of course, you know, escalated into an argument. They're yelling. I was yelling. Uh, then the girls I'm with start yelling, everybody's oh no. yelling at each other, and it's like, it, but there was a moment where I was like, okay, there's five of them, there's one of me, uh, I'm gonna have to fight them all, if this happens, I was like, maybe I need to deescalate this, like everybody relax, so like now I'm trying to just, you know, bring it down, and I'm like pushing one of the girls I'm with back, and the dude's on my back, out of nowhere, he jumps over my shoulder, and just, boom, she gets Hit square in the face. I'm surprised she'd get her teeth knocked out. Good God. Uh, so I'd see her face just go, bleh, just get blasted right in front of me. And i just turn around. And then i start swinging. And I still had my cast on from my hand surgery. So I only got one arm. And uh, I'm just punching, punching, punching. As soon as I throw a punch, they're all on me. I'm I'm trapped against this wall, pretty much. And- so you're just a
1: natural hero, right? You just gotta no, come no, to his rescue. Yeah, yeah God, God, Captain
0: America, damn, dude.
1: Fuck, yeah, man, man, you're gonna
2: die, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> God's,
0: got my, God's got my back, though. So. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, so I'm trapped against this wall, and I'm just thinking, all right, Spencer, like, just don't fall down because I'm gonna get stomped out. That's how yeah, you don't die. Don't fall down, please. Yeah. So just stay up on your feet, and uh, I'm like, I need to get away from this wall. I bust out of the wall. And I'm backing up into the middle of the street, and I'm, and I'm talking hella shit at this point. I'm like, "What's up, motherfucker?" I'm like, come on! And like, I'm—he keeps walking towards me, and I'm like, "Just kinda, one of the guys?" Just all of them. All, of, all them. of them are still coming at me, and I'm in the middle of the street, hoping a car comes and runs them over. To be honest. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, so I kind of bait one of the guys to get a little closer to me. I drop him, uh, but he didn't—I didn't knock him out. But I figured at this point I gotta try and knock them all out because they're they're following me, you know. At this point, so I gotta do something. I go to basically try and finish him while he's on the ground, and then as I hit him on the ground, his friend comes up behind me and stabs me in the back, like an inch and a half away from my spinal cord. And that's the one. That's the only one I felt at that point. I turn around. And I square up with him, because I said in my head, too, I was like, oh, he just stabbed me. I turn around, I look, and I see he has the knife down by his side like this. And we're just kind of bouncing back and forth, and I just go, whoa, man, like, chill out. And I just run down the street. And then I'm, I'm running down the street, I'm just thinking I'm out of shape or something, and I'm just going <laughs> 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 to <don't have> <sighs> yeah. the lung.: Yeah, well, it's, but that one didn't, but I realized I had been stabbed four times total. Whoa! yeah, they were trying to kill you They man. were Oh, yeah, 100 uh, percent. I look down, I just see blood I was wearing a white T-shirt, so I see blood, 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 and I'm, and then all this in my whole body just goes like it's like a massive cramp, I just go like, Ugh, like it just set in, and they collapsed my lung he punctured my heart uh my nicked my liver and then like the one in my back was more of a flesh wound It, it missed all my nerves but uh thank goodness I, I walked down the street my friends come up to me a cab driver comes up to me first and he says hey man you want me to take you to the hospital and i was like oh, yeah just just, just call 911 like i'm not trying to die in the back of a cab you know <laughs> and i kind of walked down the street and my friends come up to me and they're like, oh, you know, it's just like a movie scene. I, lay, I started to get dizzy, so I'm like, oh, I need to lay down on the ground. And uh, oh, I've been so fucking scared if I felt that way. I uh, gotta lay on the ground. That's was, it. Was, it was, well, it was scary, but in the weirdest way, there's five stages to death, right? You're, the first is denial, the last one is acceptance. I pretty much went from denial to Straight to straight to acceptance. I, I, looked, I was like, "Are you?" I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I got stabbed again because this is only six weeks after the terrorist attack, right? So very close together, uh, and I just go, "Okay, I'm going to die." Like, I see how much blood I'm losing. I can't breathe, uh, and my whole body is just cramping up, and so. I lay down on the ground and there all my friends come over me and they're like, you know, they're panicking, of course. And uh, I just pretty much said, like, hey, just tell my mom, my brother, my sister, I love them. It's going to be all right. And then I closed my eyes and thought I died. And then I woke up to the paramedic giving me a sternum rub and then pff, whisked me in the ambulance. I was a six minute ride to a level one trauma center. Uh, I had open heart surgery, exploratory surgery uh, bilateral chest tubes, some weird funky tube in my stomach. Uh, but you know, luckily all the wounds were, They didn't damage my organs too much. And so the doctor pretty much told me I'm going to make a hundred percent recovery. And so here I am. Wow.
1: Man. Um, shit, man. Listen, how do you feel about life now? How do you look at your perspective, man?
0: My, that's what I always say is that the perspective I have on life now is priceless. Uh, Cause when I, when I laid down it and I was like, all right, I'm going to die. Like it was almost like I was like this weird calmness came over me. Like I was almost ready to die, but I wasn't at the same time. And when I woke up in the hospital, I actually, this is what really changed me. Like I felt like I hadn't really like processed a lot what was going on in my life. Cause especially cause it all happened at once, uh, and I was just sitting in there, and this was right after the doctor told me I was going to make a 100% recovery. And I start hearing this guy in the, in the room next door to me die. And, uh, you know, you're in ICU, so people are dying in there all the time. Uh, but I, I listened to the whole thing. His family's there. His, his dad's punching the wall, you know, screaming his name, telling him to wake up, wake up. And so I'm just sitting here listening to the whole thing. My nurse comes in, and I know I kind of play stupid. I'm like, hey, what happened over there? And he was like, oh, well, we just had someone die. I said, oh, what did he die of? And he said, uh, pneumonia. And I was like, oh, okay. Kind of like expecting him to be a lot older, you know? And uh, I said, how old was he? And he said, oh, he was 18 years old.
2: Oh, man. And so
0: an 18-year-old died of pneumonia in the room next door to me. And I survived a terrorist attack six weeks ago. Now I just got literally stabbed in the heart and somehow I'm going to make a 100% recovery. And that's why I just broke down in tears, started crying. Like, I was just like, what am I still doing here? Like, it just didn't make sense to me at the time. And it still kind of doesn't at times. You know, it's like, well, why was I spared and, and given a healthy body post everything? Uh, and this young man over here is just dying of pneumonia in a hospital. So my perspective on life is is completely different than what it, than what it was before and something you can't buy so I'm really appreciative to have it at such a young age uh and it's just like man it, literally you don't know when your time's coming It's going to happen when you least expect it uh and now really I just try to do the most with myself and just try and affect other people's lives as much as I can and I feel like the best way I can do that is just by telling my story and and just sharing my life with people and I just hope, man, I, I can kind of, like, stealing the line from uh, the movie with Tom Hanks, uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan at the end, uh, when he says, uh, earn this. Uh, like, I feel like I need to earn the life I've been given uh, because I feel like I've been spared. So it's a privilege to be alive. Um, so I just, I just have a deep appreciation for what happened to me. Because what happened to me supposed to be, you know— one of the worst things to ever happen to somebody, but it ended up almost being the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, kind of like the silver lining. What you know, happened
1: like, to the people that did this to you?
0: They uh, Only one guy uh, went to prison. He, he's uh, uh, serving nine years, uh, but that for attempted murder, assault with a deadly weapon and great bodily harm, he got nine years. Yeah. You know? So I feel like it could have been longer, but I forgave the dude too. We all do stupid shit, so... I can't just sit here mad at him for the rest of my life. You know, that's going to do nothing but hurt me. So uh, I forgive the guy. I hope, I hope he gets out of prison and I hope he does something positive with his life.
3: Thank you for sharing that. Man. No, man, of course. Oh, wow. Of course.
1: Man, you took me down. <laughs> <laughs> i I think
0: it's man. the first
3: time I've cried on the pod.
0: You have? Oh, okay, I didn't notice, man. Yeah, man. I mean,
3: I'm sorry. Was fu- no, dude. Thank you. Thank you. I'm filled with fucking inspiration, you know, and life and energy.
1: Five dollar shit,
0: man. It's amazing,
3: dude. That is amazing. So that was in 2015?
0: That was all in 2015, yeah. And then pretty much right after that, we went into, uh, we wrote the book while I was recovering. uh, And we... Published our book on on our life stories and like me, me, Alec and Anthony, um, just how our friendship overall and how like we felt like our whole life was a preparation for the day of the terrorist attack and just like how everything went our way that day and, and everything like that. And so we had post we had published the book a year and a week after the anniversary. Of the attack. And during that time, too, we met Clint Eastwood in an award show, the Guy's Choice Spike TV uh, award show. And he was giving us the Hero Award. And so like we knew like, you know, that was the whole goal of us writing the book was like, man, hopefully this gets turned into a movie one day or something, you know, and not thinking it would ever actually happen. Uh, And we were like, We're oh shit, like we're meeting Clint Eastwood, like this is what he does up his alley. Like he makes real life story movies. We have to say something to him even if it's a joke. You know? And so we go back to the green room and uh you know, we're just kinda shooting the shit with him. He's a real cool guy, uh super funny and uh and we were just like hey AAA w a we're writing a book right now uh it's coming out in august uh and I was like, hey, you should make it, you should turn it into a movie or something, <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, send me the book, yeah,'ll take a look at it. Why not?" and uh, we were like, Oh wow, that worked that was, just, <laughs> that was like the weakest sales pitch ever, you know, so he got his address uh I sent him the book and and it pretty much just took off from there, and uh, we made the movie what's your
1: life now? what you doing now?"
0: So now, uh, actually, there's a the funny part about the movie is that Clint Eastwood asked us to play ourselves in the movie. Really? Yeah, that's so, crazy. So we acted as ourselves. And that was, I think that's the first time it's been done since, like, Audie Murphy in the 1950s. Yeah. Uh, so that was an amazing experience. I loved acting. And uh, so now I pretty much moved down here to pursue acting and try and get some more movies and, you know, do some, do some stuff that I think will be cool. And I do a lot of speaking as well. Uh, so I travel all over the place, give speeches, you know, just try and inspire people. Um, that's, and,
1: that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, man. talk about
0: not being a bystander nowadays. Yeah,
1: part two is a hell of a thing. You know, part yeah. two is um, it's just Ugh. as juicy as the terrorist stuff, part two. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Really and a lot of people don't even know about it. Fuck, oh, is
1: really wrenching, though. Heart-wrenching.
0: Thanks, oh, man. Thanks. So
3: heart-wrenching, dude. Thanks. Amazing, man.
0: Yeah.
1: How's acting? Man, it's tough.
0: Yeah. For sure. I'm in classes That'll right work. now. That's a great. A lot of work. Yeah, it's not going to come easy. No yeah. way. That's
1: bad. People think, see you on the think, that's backbreaking work acting. Yeah. Acting is back work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. There's a lot that goes into it, too. And it's like...
1: You're there all day. All yeah. day. 12, yeah. 14 all hours. Day, you know, oh, mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Day, you don't got, and by the time you get you up, know, you're too tired, you're going to just go home and crack. Boom. Mm-hmm. Pre- day, much. Then you got to do it again the next morning.
3: All day. Yeah, man. It's a real fucking job. It's work,
2: man. It yeah, is.
3: If you really want to do it. I even know.
2: got into that for a while. Hell, yeah. I spent about six years on sets at... Nobody ever saw me there, but I was around. Nice. uh, But it's it's quite an experience. But it's worked. It's worked.
0: Yeah, it's the weirdest thing to go audition for something, though. Yeah. Man, that is so strange. That's a weird thing. A lot harder than acting, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, they say, "Let me see what you got."
3: Yeah. (laughs) And you've got like three minutes. Yeah. And it's
0: just two people in a room and a little camera. Yeah. And it's like. The people talking back to you are not putting any emphasis on yeah. what they're saying. And it's like you have to carry the whole thing, and I'm just like, man, it's just easier if we just do the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah but uh, I I like it a lot though. So. Yeah, I love that stuff, man. Yeah, I love, I love it movies. Well. I grew up on movies, so.
3: Dude, I'm just so
0: blown away. I
1: am too, man. You have such a stimulating life. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's yeah. amazing,
0: man. Thanks. Well, another thing I'm trying to do right now is basically. I'm in the beginning phases of trying to create this television show, uh, whether it's on streaming or what. And basically the concept would be, you know, I'd be a producer and a host on it. And uh, over you know, the course of the last three years, I've met a lot of other people with crazy stories that have done amazing things, right, that have saved people or just really helped someone else, someone up if they were in a bind or something like that. And, you know, me and my friends have been, shown a lot of gratitude, we've been uplifted, praised, you know, a lot. And, you know, just to me, there's, there's too many people out there that haven't received recognition for something great they've done. Uh, And so the whole concept would be is basically like me bringing their stories to light. Uh, And I'll call them like unsung heroes, or like the unsung, whether it's someone coming from the military, whether it's someone just off the street, who who helped save somebody pulled someone out of a car, Uh, you know, these things are happening on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, it's like 10 seconds on the news and then people forget about it. So I think even just to, like, be able to immortalize that for that person and their family and have that legacy for them, I think, is what motivates me to do it. But hopefully it happens. Hopefully it gets picked up. We'll see, though. It's tough. That it sounds dope to You got to put nice yourself
1: man. out there. You got to be seen more, Talk more on these sets mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, I'm, yeah tr- no. I'm trying
0: to. I'm definitely trying to. Uh getting my toes wet out here, so we'll Big see what time. happens. Okay. Yeah,
1: family anything? Brother, sister. Yeah, I got
0: I got a brother, I got a sister, uh my brother's the oldest, sister's the middle child, yeah. I'm the youngest and the baby, the family. And uh my mom, uh, who lives up in Sacramento still uh raised us all by herself so she's another one of my heroes. Yeah. You know, I do anything for her. I love cool. my mom. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You ever see so, um, so. your
1: father in your life ever? Have
0: you ever met your father? No. He he been in and now he's an no. al- alcoholic. He's in prison right now, actually, up at mm-hmm. uh Lomp, uh Lompok. Yeah, yeah. Not too far from here. Uh he just actually just went away about six months ago. Mm-hmm. But I think it's I think it's where he needs to be right now, to be you. honest. Yeah. Uh so I'm not really tore up about it. I love my dad, but he needs a reality check, you know. So Whew.
3: God works Mm -hmm. in mysterious ways, man. Yes, he does. Amen. Nothing
1: he does in an accident, he do. Mm -hmm. No, that's Mm -hmm. all for a reason.
3: Mm -hmm. Nothing's just... Like, you guys almost didn't get on the train.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
3: know? Mm -hmm. Imagine
1: how much carnage would have been done.
3: I know.
0: People would have
1: panicked and I mean, When,
0: When my buddy... So, when I was helping Mark... Actually, I forgot about this part. My friend Alec grabbed the AK... Loaded a new round into it and then went and checked the rest of the train to see if there's any more terrorists. Oh, wow. And uh, he went back there and he said it was like five, six cars that were full of people were just empty now. And he goes back and they were just crammed back there like cattle. So if the terrorists would have made it past us, which is like 30, everybody. 40 people, oh. he would have just been shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah.
2: The only yeah. weapons on the train. Yeah. The only weapons yeah. on the train. Nobody can stop him. Yeah. Except not at you all. guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank God. Thank, was, God. thank God. thank God. Thank God. Yeah. God. Fuck. Mm-hmm. It's an honor to do man. it. One of the best things you could ever do is save someone's life. So, That's the truth. The that's the way I feel truth.
3: about it. It's the most incredible story I've ever heard. Seriously, man. Really? For yeah, such
1: man. a young yeah, man. Know, For such no, a no, young man, God, man right? A young man, Your brain isn't even not developed yet. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he made that fucking yeah. decision.
0: Go, Spencer. Yeah, that's the tagline. Go on the blaze of glory. Oh, this is funny, too. I don't remember this because I, I think I blacked out as I ran up to him. Uh, but his wife in an interview, I can't find the interview anymore, though, because it was hilarious. She goes, yeah, I, I'm looking, you know, at my husband. And he's laying underneath the, uh, the seat and he's bleeding and I see the terrorist coming in. And then I just see this big green shirt run by and i just hear him scream fuck this shit <laughs> <laughs> and then she just hears me go boom and then we tackle each other so <laughs> i was like man I, I don't remember saying that but that's hilarious we're not gonna
3: legendary. take this we're america baby what's fuck up Fuck this shit <laughs> That's so awesome, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm retired. I'm retired. Yeah, don't
3: jump
1: in front of shit too quickly. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Take take some deep breaths and observe the situation and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: got to take a step back. Yeah, yeah, it's God. (laughs) Damn,
1: God's giving you a message, too. Chill out, man. Yeah, yeah. It's just chill, man. Somebody say fuck you, say I love you, brother. That's what I try and do.
0: I don't want to fight anymore. Yeah, uh, Every fight I've been in, I've never thrown the first punch, so... I like to keep it that way, you know. But if someone hits you, you got to do what you got to do. Yes, yeah, you're right. So, is what it is. Fuck, dude. Do your chest hurt? At, t- at times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I would. Because my whole thing... Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, man. Just the back of my neck right there. Fuck, man. It goes all the way down, pretty much. See, I was just saying, I saw of my friends that got shot and, and and stabbed, and a lot goes through. Yes, don't get stabbed or shot, and then I come out the house and, hey, brother, I'm cool. You go through a lot of psychological damage. You go through a lot of depression.
0: Well, that's, it, that, definitely, that's one of the things with fuck, open heart that, surgery. Man? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, open heart surgery, it's like uh, very, it's the like the most common Symptom is depression. Wow. And, you know, I like definitely, you know, I think everybody deals with it, uh, you know, at some point or or regularly too. Uh, But the weird thing is, is like I'm just, I get uncomfortable when I'm going out now, like going out to a bar. Going out to a club or something like that. I feel like I'm on. I, I hate clubs. It's overrated. Honest. Bro. I would listen. I would yeah. never go to a club shit's or bar overrated. again. Yeah. yeah, fuck all that. Because Well, then you start noticing that everybody has a knife on them.
1: Yeah, everybody thinks Everybody has
0: out. something, you know, and it's like, man. Just
3: stay, stay at home and smoke some weed. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing,
0: baby. Just have, chill. Your, <laughs> have your girl come to the house, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah just yeah, Netflix yeah. and chill. Oh, that
1: scared what... me outside. Outside scares me. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah, fuck
3: that.
0: Ah. Know, but you gotta live life too. You do. You, you have let, to live. You can't let it shit. You can't let it disable you. Hey you man,
3: know, all the power to you if you want to be at the at the rave. You know, with the music <laughs> blasting. No fucking way. I'm so Whatever, bro. You yeah, know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And what? How's the drugs uh, in the service, man? People the drug. Use a lot of drugs.
2: Drug. The whole drug culture was very different at that time. I mean, it was obviously the the drugs were there. In, uh, in Vietnam all through Asia I'm watching
1: was, the television they're talking about the generation and they're talking about the Vietnam War and they got a guy have his gun his shotgun and he's putting the weed blowing smoke in there to the other guy you that's saw a that great too? video that's incredible isn't that I'm watching amazing that? yeah I've had these others while I was shooting the goddamn guy
3: yeah that was in uh, Platoon they did yeah, that, that yeah so crazy
0: oh, that is one of my favorite movies by the way Yeah, great.
1: in Vietnam do people usually lose their mind in the war
2: no, I w- not usually. No, a lot of people don't know. Nobody knows how they're going to handle combat till they get into it. I mean, I don't care what they think; just uh, they, they just don't know. You can be the baddest ass on in, in town and get in combat, and you just can't handle it. Or you could be the, the milk toast of town and get in there and then be the big hero. It's just it's amazing how. How people react, with, and you don't know um,
3: when bombs are going off and bullets yeah, are flying. And in, in,
2: in, in a lot of ways, uh, it, it's so much like um, happened with you. You almost don't even realize you're there. I mean, you got things to do. You got, mm-hmm. and the fact that people are trying to kill you, or it, bombs are going off. It, 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 it's you're not really afraid of that. I mean, you know. It, you know it's not a good thing, but you're doing other things. You you don't just like yeah. you were doing. You just you you got a problem. You take care of the problem, and all this other stuff is just. It's like in a way like you're watching a movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I completely agree with that. And if you can't if you can't pull yourself away, if you're worried about me, and forget that this guy's the one taking care of you, the one up there. Uh, If if you lose that contact and worry about yourself, you're in trouble. You're really in trouble in combat. And then one one last punchline, for everybody watching this podcast, don't forget the veterans you see, and don't forget those guys wearing the uniforms. That's why we can live like we're living, Mm -hmm. and we are living pretty damn good. And it's easy to lose the bubble it really is because you get so involved in what's going on in your town, in the state, in the country, in the world. And and just remember that it would be a hell of a lot worse if it weren't for those people who had served and those people wearing the suit. And um, just don't forget. God bless them. Recognize them. Acknowledge them because that's the core of why where, why we are where we are right now.
0: Amen. Absolutely. Carlos can I ask you a question Incredible. I know uh, during the Vietnam War there wasn't a lot of appreciation for the people coming back did you experience uh, any of that Sure, I was spat upon oh, shit. I was
2: uh, it was horrible uh, the, the the people that uh, were rioting against the war for whatever reason and, and when I came back the first time it was very early cuz i was in there very pretty early so the war had not the anti-war uh actions that you've referred to uh really were just starting and uh i mean i i never was physically abused or challenged but the these people screaming and shouting just like you see on tv now with signs and spitting at you and throwing things at you. You know, you're a baby killer, why are you over there killing? Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of tough. That's yeah. kind of tough. Uh, and that was the first time. second time I came back, it was almost worse, but it was just uh, because that was about a year before the war was over. And uh, people were resigned. They didn't want to have anything to do with the people coming back from Vietnam. like. We had caused the war. We had gone over there and destroyed the country, et cetera, et cetera. And it, it was a tough time, tough time for veterans. What I see now is much better in our in our world as far as veteran appreciation.
0: Good to know. So you think we're, getting, we're progressing in that aspect then?
2: I think so. I think there's a, a lot of it is social media, which I am uh, – not very astute at but because of that and and a, a lot of it is commercial a lot of commercial people are trying to make a buck by appealing to the veteran thing but that's and i'm not i'm not faulting it that's good the more we can recognize the veterans but there's a there are motivations behind recognizing now that we're not there 40 years ago
3: and there's still a lot of problems with the vets you know, oh. homeless way too well, many are i mean if you homeless. go to
0: the west los angeles va yeah and you go in there for five minutes you see what the problem is right. you know just it's, how it's, it's horrible how talk the, about that i mean i just transferred away from that hospital that's where i was enrolled at uh, and it's just depressing in there man so talk about uh,
3: the um the protocol as a guy who you're discharged from service and you're back in civilian life, and then yeah, you have access. That like? You have access to the VA. You know what's what? How do you get a job? How do you get a house? Yeah. As you come do out do they have any resources for you? What they you they're, they're
0: getting better. So when you now, when I got out of the military, I don't know if it was like this for you, Carlos. Uh, Hell no. We had a program yeah. called called TAPS, where basically it prepares you. To get released from the military, they make they help you build a resume, translate what you did in the military to make it applicable towards the civilian life uh, and things like that. But it's I don't know if it's as effective as as it is. I don't really know, but I would say where we need to focus on the most is is, is the healthcare system through the VA because people are literally going in there trying to get help and then they go shoot themselves in their car in the parking lot, you know. And it's just like, what are we doing?
3: Is it because they are so depressed or have so much mental it anguish? Yeah,
2: it's, uh, it's hard to it's hard to tie down. There's a gazillion reasons, and you don't expect it. They're in a lot uh, of pain. Yeah, e- emotionally. Yeah. Or physically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pain. Uh, pain's a lot of it. There's no question about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I use I use CBD. I yeah. got I got lots of pain. I got yeah. pain places I didn't even know I had places before. Yeah, and uh, and and I, I I'm certainly not to the degree of of people shooting themselves, but yeah, the pain from wounds, emotional pain from trauma, trauma. Yeah, and um, but as far as programs, I think certainly in the Marine Corps, and I'm sure it's true in the other services, but. When you, you're you getting out, the local people really take care of you. They'll try to tell you where to go, what to do, how to do it, and they really, really care. And uh, is a, again, I was blessed to be a Marine and I don't know, somehow we seem to care longer and broader than most services. But the services try, but once you get out of that little circle, whatever it is, if it's out of the Marine circle into this area, or out of your immediate army or air force people that let you go, I think individually, then you're you're kind of lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're out of the military and you're on your own, and you've lost right. lost three years, four years, six years, where your peer groups have been working, hopefully making money, but at least developing skills, learning life skills, learning life skills that are different than military. I, I and that, uh, it's sorry to tough.
0: Clear. Not to cut you off, Carlos, but just want to get the thought before I lose it. Uh, I think especially like uh, as young men who who join when they're 18, 19, 20 years old yep. and they bypass the college route and I guess like the normal route of things. Uh, and you get out whether you do four, six, 10 years, you know, and you've lived this one life through the military. And I mean the military, in my opinion, I, I went in a boy, I came out a man. You know, I was able to handle my stuff. I could, I could take care of myself. I didn't need nobody. And uh, then it's, it's like what you said; they can prepare you as much as possible. Uh, but then once you're out the circle, it's just you. You know, you're by yourself. You almost feel like very alone. Uh, and there's programs and things out and out there like that. There's a, there's a lot of people doing good stuff. So I don't want to say that there's it's a complete epidemic. But it's still a struggle. I think no matter for who you are and what you did in the military, uh, just to leave the camaraderie of the military and just be thrown out into the into the world, and it's a dog doggy dog world out there. So. The ocean of life. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm.
3: And many guys, I've known this, you know, through cannabis advocacy and all that. You know, many vets are. You go into the VA and they're coming out with massive prescriptions for opiates and Mm -hmm. highly toxic, powerful anti-inflammatories like 500 milligram ibuprofen, shit like that. Yep, yep. And so access to cannabis is a big issue for the veteran community. No question. CBD helping to deal with the physical pain and, you know, alleviate. The need for opiates and all that stuff, as well as helping to treat the PTSD, mm-hmm. you know, so that's that's definitely well, a big issue.
2: I don't I don't use cannabis because I've got a disease of my legs. Out of some people think it's from the age, Agent Orange that I was in mm-hmm. uh, uh, early in the war. Uh, may or may not have been that, but. <laughs> I I really really like the cannabis, the feeling it gives you, and what it does for my pain. But then I have trouble walking. I Mm have because I I mean just and and as much as I like the high and, and the and the feeling of of not being in pain. Uh it's I, I just can't afford to do have, it. Have have you tried not smoking it but doing the sublingual drops? Uh yes. Yeah, I, it, yeah. but very, I'll tell you it it hits me very quickly and very heavily and I just I can't I don't even want to experiment with it yeah. because yeah. uh with with my neuropathy uh I'm I'm lucky <laughs> I'm lucky to get around anyway. Definitely, definitely. Yeah.
3: So you stick with the CBD,
2: CBD during for the and, day. And it's great. Oh yeah. The uh, copper gel, copper gel, yeah. The uh, uh, a- application. What do, what do you call it? The topical, 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 topical that, cream. Yeah. Because it, I, when I heard that several years ago, topical, I had I thought it was something from the tropics. You know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. no, the topicals are excellent. The copper gel and the and that. Ice and uh, I, I use that all the time, and that really helps. I wish I could use cannabis, I can't.
3: Yeah. Hey man, everybody's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Man, that
1: was amazing, Dude, man. I haven't you. heard nothing yeah. like that since I've been on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm on the edge of cry man.
3: Uh, yeah. yeah. Dude, that was unbelievable. I'm saying man. these
0: dirty thank motherfuckers
1: you. stabbed you. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. so. I've been stabbed nine times on the yep. white 50 cent, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yep. oh. Shit. yeah that's
1: real, man. Hell yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Spencer, God, man. man. You, thank you, dude. You're the man. Yeah. And thank Carlos, you. thank you. Thank you, both of you guys, for your service and everything you've Big done service. for our freedom. I mean, that. that's just.
2: It was an honor to do it.
0: Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you. And that's
1: just really doing work. That's blindly going into battle. You know what I mean? You have a call. You believe in this cause. And sometimes these other people have a call. You may not believe in this call, but you you're there for the fucking show. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to keep going mm-hmm. forward. That's right. You guys
3: got anything else you want to say before we? Can wrap anybody, it up?
1: Contact anybody contact y'all? you anybody to contact y'all, like Instagram. Anybody here to get in touch with you to get your work out there?
0: uh to, to uh for for like acting or what yeah for anything man People blow, blow a lot of smoke up at your ass. They no, A lot listen. of empty promises out there. <laughs> yeah, listen. You know? that's, that's <laughs> Clint Eastwood yeah. is the only guy that's ever come that's through what, for us. Listen, you know? that's just
1: true. That's what I always believe, too. But like you said, somebody came out. Clint Eastwood came. Somebody come, never give up. Never look at it like they're all, it's over with now. Nah, no, know. yeah, definitely. You've yeah. you got to have the attitude that you have make you the person that you are. Thank don't you. Never yeah, give
0: yeah. up. And no, I'm not going to give up at yeah. this point. I already. Know. It's like a deep core, like, thing I have that is like, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I wouldn't be going in this direction if I didn't feel it in my gut. Uh, but I just got to put in the work. Can't give up, like you, you said.
1: Putting the work in, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible life. Man, Your life. You're such a young guy. And you get started off with this incredible life, man. How old are you? Man.
0: Uh, I just turned 26. That it happened when I was 23. Uh, you see Holy this shit! shit man. God. Man. <laughs> Holy shit, bro. Man, I feel like I could talk to you guys forever. So it's not even. yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I feel like we can talk about a lot. You know me, having in
3: the 20s. dude, you're just starting, man. God, it's great.
0: Am I, though? I feel like I've lived a full yeah, life. I know. No, you have seen yeah. nothing yet, man. He's
2: probably got stories he had not had a chance to tell yet. Yeah, yeah but sure. lot of stories Bell. as
0: well, man.
1: That's beautiful, man.
3: I mean, I don't know what else to say <laughs> other than that it was
0: amazing. Thanks, man.
1: Well, guys. Uh, oh. Let's pick us out, brother. It's Eddie. been a
0: great time.
3: Man, what an amazing episode. Thank you guys again so much. Thank you. For your service, for coming in here and honoring us with this great pod interview. Mike, thank you.
1: This is pretty awesome. You never know how you're going to act in war, right? And that's in all aspects <laughs> right. of life. You know, when you're under that pressure, cook. you don't know how you're going to react. That's right. You're not prepared. Don't care how prepared you are. When the real thing comes down to it, you don't know how you're going to react.
3: Moon's that's
2: down. it. That's that's story of life.
3: Your training's going to kick in. Yeah. Definitely. 100%. That's it. Man. So you yeah. better fucking. That's be all you ready. got.
0: So you better you better be prepping in the meantime. Yeah, for real. No you know? doubt. Staying dude. sharp. Staying on point.
3: Absolutely. Well, for another great episode of Hot and I'm Evan Britton. I'm Mike Tyson. This is Spencer and Carlos. We're out of here.
1: See ya. That was pretty awesome. That was amazing.
0: Thanks, guys.